0: Thank you so much for tuning in to our church podcast. You can go to atarapentecost.com for questions about services and how to donate. We pray that you are blessed by this message today. God bless. Out. But yes, well, let's just lift it up today. Thank you, Lord, that we get to be in this house to worship you and, and to magnify you. I pray, Lord, that your word would speak life into us. So Lord, that your word enlighten us and how we can walk to for you in a relationship to be closer with you. God, please change us and help us to be encouraged as we live pursuing a life for you. Thank you, Lord, for everyone uh, that's here. Uh, you guys can take a seat. Praise the lord thank you thank you ryan for setting this up i think because i move my hands so much i need to have something to hold (laughs) i move my hands so much i talk with my hands and as soon as i realized that i wish i didn't know (laughs) because then i started noticing it oh cliff are we good for the recording awesome i bug him all the time about the podcast (laughs) but he's always so good (laughs) praise the lord I'm I'm glad to be here. I don't know about you, but we are it's just a good thing to be in the house, Lord, whenever we can. Man, just so thankful for that. I'm thankful for Pastor to feel like he believes in me enough to come up here and talk about the word. I pray that I speak the word because I don't have much wisdom. I hope that the word, and just uh, you know, I'm thankful for like Pastor and the wisdom that he's given us, right? Preaching to us all the time and inspiring us to become better and closer with God. Truly, I'm thankful for our pastor. Today, my title is, Where Does This Path Lead? Oh, thank you. It's a really good picture. There we go. Where does this path lead? So, I was kind of like thinking about, I was going to be preaching like a few months back. I forget, we might have been a month, but Corey came into town (laughs) So we were blessed to have her, and then the next time I was scheduled, I think Jason taught or something, or, or uh, yeah, I forget. But for a while, I've been thinking about the idea, choices. And, but then my my focus changed a little bit to distractions. But, you know, distractions are also a choice, right? Because we usually know that there's another more productive option than the distraction we choose. So kind of the same thing. I'm going to start off with Hebrews 12, one i I'm going to read uh, this. This year I've been reading in the NIV just to read a different version, and I'm going to read that. It's pretty similar to this. It says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw everything off that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us, and let us run the perseverance pres- 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 Perseverance, <laughs> the race marked out for us. Amen. So I'm talking about distractions. Now, you know, distractions can come in many different ways, uh, many different uh, like things in our life. It could be, it could even be people. So don't let the people next. If the people next you are going to be a distraction, you know, you tell them, don't be my distraction while I'm hearing about distractions. <laughs> if you move seats, we understand. <laughs> But uh, so we're going first of all, we're going to talk about what is a distraction? Well, like I said, there's lots of types of distractions. Distraction, but at the end of the day, if we look at, we're talking about distractions in our relationship with God. So a distraction is anything that pulls our attention away from God. And I was, I, to be honest, I was, I'm the one who needs this message as much as I, I wonder if anybody else does, but I think that we all do have some things in our life that can just bring our attention away from God. It could be a good or a bad thing, right? But things can just bring our attention away from God. And I was reading in this book, and it said every distraction, good or bad, could possibly be given any of these three labels. So, one, our cares. Two, our riches, and then last one is a pleasures. So those three are different, but Jesus warned us that each one of those has the power to distract us from him, to blind us from his worth, and to deafen us to his word. And so, in, a, in that way, distractions can decide our destinies. Because this was I read this in a book, right, and I just read that, and I was like, in a way, distractions can decide our destinies. I was like, man, that's a bummer, (laughs) because there's a lot of distractions out there, (laughs) but we're going to talk about that. (laughs) So I'm going to continue reading what it said. So it says, there's so many things we can do with our time, because there's always another movie, there's always another football game, another fashion trend, or another app. All the cares, riches, and pleasures, those three things I mentioned, make it easy to forget and let time pass us by. And not every distraction is bad in itself, but things can become a god in our life, something that we give more attention to, our focus, our devotion. As the world watches how we spend our free time about what we talk about, where we spend our money, those things are going to tell where our heart goes. So I mean, it's not even what you know. Sometimes we have to look at our actions, look at the things that we we do, and it will reveal to us what's in our heart. Matthew six twenty one says, "For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also." Yep, yep. So now that we talked about what it is a distraction, we want to talk about why should we even care about. Why should we even, like, notice if we have distractions in our life? Why why is that even important to care? Because, like we just said, we noticed about the time that we spend, the things that we do, that reflects where our heart is. Our heart is at war, right? We want to, because what we spend our time in reflects of what is important to us. And I, I'm filled with lots of quotes today, sorry. <laughs> but here we are. So I got this quote, and it says, sometimes we're so focused on asking God to fill us up, right? There's songs about it. Fill us up, God. You know, there's lots of songs, and that's a good message. But sometimes we need to first ask God to empty us out. That's hard. That's hard. And I'm mentioning that because... Sometimes we're filled with so many distractions. There's so many things where we're like, man, God, I can't hear you at this moment. I can't hear where you are, and I just feel so far away from you. I just need you to fill me up. When sometimes there's just so many things that you've you kind of like clogged the drain. <laughs> you know, you've got to take stuff out for it to flow through again. God, to fill you actually up, you have to take out all the things that are causing the problem. And that's often distractions in our life. And so the question is, with these distractions that are usually things of this world, uh, we want to know that the cares of this world will grab our attention and affection, and it's only for a moment. They cannot satisfy us long after this earth, because this world will be gone in seconds. Most of the time, we don't worry about how much time we give to things, right? Right? it seems so harmless it's just here and there and then that time starts to add up or we're just on instagram for an hour or two and you're like i don't know what happened but distractions are more dangerous than we realize jesus warned us that some will hear the word and like what they hear but the cares so it says in mark 4:19, it says but the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things enter in and choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. So what does he mean that it's going to choke the word? Like, why, like, how does that even choke the word of God? A few verses earlier, he says that seed fall among the thorns, and the thorns grew up, and it choked it, and it yielded no grain. This world is full of thorns trying to cover up to crowd out and choke God's word from our heart. It's trying to deviate our focus and not allow us to hear more of the word to impact us, right? Allowing the world is filling us up with so much stuff that there's suddenly not enough room for God to be in our life. And so it's a constant battle for our attention and affection. So that's just keep, it's, I mean, I was thinking about this and it's really hard because you have to think about like, you're, you have like 24 hours a day and you just look at how much time there is. There's not much time all the time. And, but we even have to think about it even further that there's not much time on this earth and what truly matters at the end, right? It's keeping perspective of what's ahead of us. And that's a hard thing to do and not a great thing to think about, it's not really positive, not really positive to think that you have to be very, you want to be more careful of your time. But it's a very serious thing. The problem with so many of us today is that we have close to no anxiety about spiritual realities and endless anxieties about this world. It's a hard thing, hard thing. And like I said, the earth has an expiration date. And it's quickly fading away. The word, the world, its promises, its experiences, its priorities, are not the best investment of our time, our energy, and our anxiety. Because life is short. We should feel the weight of the our lost planet and the urgency of our few days on it. Because life is short and hell is real. Right, but we do know that. We know how to be saved, right? Acts 2.38 says, Repent and be baptized, every one of you. You receive uh, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Right? We know how to be saved. But the question is, after that, are we living, are we trying to seek God in all that we do? And we don't have to be perfect. I, I mean, I'm mentioning about giving to the, your time to this world. I mean, I go to school. Right I give time to school, but I was at summer conference and there was this panel and he said something that was just good to hear and that he was because he's like a doctor, so he had to go to school, <laughs> lots of school and working at the same time and had kids I believe so he said that you know if he had a test the next day, you don't just not study the test and like pray all night and read the word like that you know, or if you're preaching the next day in a test, like, you want to figure out a balance. We want to, that's what we want. We want a balance, and that we can actually still, we want a relationship with God, and that just takes choosing to keep going towards him, right? Amen. Yes. So, it's a hard thing. And so when we when we look at distractions and we're like do we all face distractions? That was one of my the things I mentioned earlier. Does anyone face distractions? Can I get it? I mean, like it could be anything. It could be good or bad. Oh, okay. Okay. We got some got some good people over there. Mhm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, like when I was yes, yeah. Uh. I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> that would be a distraction. Oh man. <laughs> it's a good point. <laughs> um, so we're talking about all like so. Do does everyone face distractions? Um, I, when I was writing this, I was thinking in my head like nobody else has distractions. Everybody else is like doing so much better than me. Um, they can actually focus on things. I I don't have ADHD, but sometimes I think I do because um, I just get distracted so easily. But I think that's 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 like I think we all have those moments where we go, nobody else is struggling like me. Nobody else is not getting close to God. Nobody else is you know, not hearing God's voice in this moment. Everybody else is doing good, but that's, that's a lie, right? We all are going through something. We all have moments of deserts, but, you know, it doesn't mean that God's still not there, and it doesn't mean that you are the only one. That's what I feel like the devil wants us to think, is that we're all alone, and we're just a mess up. That's how I was feeling. I was feeling like a mess up, and But it's hard because living for God is a daily crucifying of the flesh, right? It's daily picking up your cross, and it's not easy. But I was telling hyphen on Sunday, I was thinking like, because when I start something, I go, okay, because I tend to give everything into something. I'm going to give my all if I'm going to do it. So I've learned that not everything is worth an (laughs) all-nighter, to do it all night. I've learned that, (laughs) So I I pause now and I go, okay, is this worth all of my effort? And I would say that living for God is worth all of our effort, worth our whole life, worth our everything, because he's the one that we're going to be in heaven with. If we aren't having a relationship with him now, are we going to see him and not know him? Are we going to say that we truly know God or just know of him? Yeah. And I think that, like I said, we, we sometimes feel like we're messed up or we're feeling too far away from God. And it's, it's funny because I had this written down already and we were talking about it earlier, but it's when you have guests over, do you leave the house a mess? there was a no over there a no chuckle (laughs) Uh, you usually make the house perfect and you just like put everything away like you never use those plates they've always been in that cabinet cabinet everything is brand looking brand new but you've never cleaned that thing over there (laughs) until someone came over every nook and cranny you don't even know where the crannies are but they're clean now and and that's you know that's what we do we sometimes we we think that it has to be perfect for God to be in our life. We have to fix the problem before he can even enter back. Like, okay, I'm just too much of a mess, God. Like, I don't want you to see all this, this, uh, these dirty dishes and all these things. You don't need to see that. I have to fix it before I can be in relationship with you. But, you know, it, we don't have to be perfect to worship or talk to God. That's, in fact, that's where he wants us to be. He wants us, when that happens, when we feel like a mess, we invite God into our life. We invite him to our daily prayer. Invite him in our broken moments. God will gladly accept you whenever that is. I'm thankful for that because my life is messy and, and my mistakes are many. And it's easy to feel like God can't do anything with a mess. But he actually would love to just be there with you in your imperfection, in imperfect uh, imperfect life. God delights in us just wanting him to come and to be in our life. That's all he wants. Struggling, hurting, or broken, it's what God wants and desires. Because he's knocking at the door of our home, wanting our attention, wanting to be in our life. We have to let him in, mess and all. Don't wait. Don't wait. All right, so now we're going to talk about to defeat distractions, right? Actually, I think I'm going to borrow somebody. Can I borrow you, Easton? All right. Can you hand uh, everybody a card? And then can I have another volunteer? Let's see. Oh, Mason, thank you. Could you hand out pens? And then we'll probably share some at the end. Thank you. Maybe like one for a couple. We'll find out how that, (laughs) I don't know. I didn't count. <laughs> but um, I'll tell you when everyone gets a card, I'll let you know. It's just an empty note card. So we're going to talk about defeating distractions. So living for God, like I said, it's worth, work, it's worth trying to get rid of things, try to unclog the drain of things that are keeping us away from God. Because sometimes they're as simple as Facebook, <laughs> They're as simple as taking just a little time away from something so that you can spend time in prayer with God or you can devote more time to him. But it, it, it is one thing. Um, here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this. It says, Christ didn't say, pick up your cross and believe in me. He said, pick up your cross and follow me. Right, so don't just believe in me, you have to follow me. You have to choose to walk daily and follow after him. It's not as simple as we like it sometimes. so I think we're I think we're all handed out almost. Thank you guys. You guys are the best. Oh, he needs one. <laughs> so there's gonna be two things on this card I'm gonna ask of you so if. There is something in your life, the first thing, the first thing is something in your life that you feel is a distraction that you could spend a little time away from, that maybe will allow you to pray, maybe if you, like for me, it's like not watching movies for a little bit, like that will allow me to spend more time on prayer or focus. Um, It could be really anything in your life, but maybe on, so number one is Put something down that you feel is possibly a distraction in your life that you could give up for a little bit, that you could spend more time with God or just to, uh, <laughs> devote more time for, yes, I'll give you guys a minute. Maybe I won't give you a minute. I'll let you, I'll get, I'll let you write and think about it while I keep talking because <laughs> there was a lot of silence. I'm a distraction. You're right. (laughs) Maybe I'll drink, I'll drink, take a drink of water. Amen. Yes, I will continue to be that distraction. (laughs) Okay, so one of the things with distractions is I feel like one thing is we need to have a replacement right so for okay i'm going to be honest and and give you an example from for me and that is movies i can just sit there and watch movies it's so easy for me but i could tell you if i'm like okay i'm going to fast movies for like a week and then suddenly i'm on instagram and there's all these videos or I'll go on YouTube, and I'm like, that's weird. This is kind of like a movie, just short. <laughs> and I'm like, so it's basically the same thing. So replacement is important, because you have to have a plan, <laughs> or you will fall back into those things that are basically the same. This is, this is me personally. So if we're going to do a replacement of something, you want to have something that, what's your goal? The goal to take care of a distraction, work on a distraction, is to For you to be closer to God. So we want to do things that are more productive towards that goal. So as some examples, there is, um, I mean, like reading the word, spending time in prayer, worship, like just listening to worship music. Um, Maybe sometimes God just wants me to turn all the sounds off and just have silence so that I can hear his voice because I'm allowing so much things to come in. Those are just some things, right? There's podcasts. I really like podcasts, and and like you could listen to a preaching online. But um, so as that's what your number two thing is. Is so now you thought of a distraction. Um, number two, think of a replacement for that distraction. Something that would take that time instead of. Possibly. So those are the two things I wanted to do to write on that paper. Uh. Yeah. But yes, for for an example. I remember, so I, you can put app limits on your phone, and I put an app limit on Instagram for like 30 minutes a day. That's plenty of time. Well, there's also this thing after 30 minutes, who goes, do you want to spend 15 more minutes? And <laughs> I kept clicking. It wasn't working. I had to delete it from my phone. I sometimes bring it up, but I, I realized I can't handle it. <laughs> I just can't sometimes. So sometimes there are distractions in our life that we need to limit ourselves from just because it's not a bad thing, but we don't need it as much as we're we're using it. And then there is the other thing. So that can help us from an addiction from something when we spend less time with it. But then there's the other hand in which some things that are just not helping your relationship with God at all. It doesn't have to be the worst thing. But if it becomes a God in your life that you realize that you're going to keep clicking 15 more minutes all the time, it may be something you have to delete from your life. And that's something between you and God. Um, but sometimes there are some things in our life we don't need at all. And that's not something we always want to hear, but God convicts us, right? He convicts us of things that we do that is hurting our relationship with him and choking out the word of God from our mind, heart, and life. Yes. And, and I want to say that, like, when we're trying to get rid of distractions, like, I, like I've said, I've fasted things before. And I'm trying to give some practical things that I have done or practical ideas. When you're trying to get rid of a distraction, maybe fasting from it. Maybe fasting from it. And it's okay to fail <laughs> if you didn't make it all the way to the end. I remember, the, I remember a long time ago, I used to think I could not survive if I, never watched, if I couldn't watch one, at least one movie every day. I thought I would die. I real, I, I not die, but I just like, that's impossible. Why would you do that? <laughs> but I made it up in my mind that I wanted to give more time to God that I was giving to something else. So, I, I thought at least one movie a day. I this was I was like twelve. <laughs> I know. I don't I don't even know. But and I remember that I decided I'm like, okay, I'm gonna fast. I'm gonna fast from this. And I started small. I think I started with just an afternoon. <laughs> but I made it and it was really hard for some reason. I, I'm telling you. But everyone has their own distraction, right? Everyone has their own thing that's hard to break. <laughs> But I would say that uh, there's been times where like, okay, I'm gonna fast movies for this whole week. And then suddenly I'm in the middle and I'm like, oh, there's a YouTube that video that popped up and I, I started watching it and I'm like, what just happened? It's too like it's too late, you know sometimes and I'm like, okay, well, I, I blew the whole thing. I messed up and there's no going back. I lost the streak and and so I go, okay. I'm just gonna spend the rest of the day watching this and the next day I'll restart. It'll be fine. But then that next day is like so much harder <laughs> because I'm basically restarting the whole cycle. It's, it's kinda like your body, uh, when you eat sugar, it's addictive. <laughs> if you didn't know, sugar is addictive for your body. And there's, there's some people who spend, who try to fast from sugar and it's hard, (laughs) but basically because your body really loves it, and basically if you spent like let's say 15, let's say say 28 days out of 30 days you're trying to not have sugar, Uh, actually maybe let's go in the middle, 15 days, and the 15th day you ate something with a lot of sugar, well your body just got a taste of that thing again. It's like, ooh, (laughs) let's have more of that again. I remember how good that is. (laughs) It's so much harder to restart in the middle, right? Uh, I want to encourage you that you know, when we try to take ourselves away from distractions and you decide I'm not going to do it for a while, I'm going to fast it or uh, not do it as much, it's okay if you make a mistake, but sometimes it's worth trying to push through to the end because it's a little harder to restart. But it does happen. I would say just don't be so hard on yourself because your goal is to get closer to God, and you can say, well, I at least did a few days, and now I'm going to decide to do more, and next time, I'm going to do more. I'm going to do longer. But you can always look back and go, I have done it before. It is possible. You want to start small. Because, you know, God gave us free will so we're the ones that have to choose to do things. We're the ones that have to choose to not do things as well. And it's really easy to think, well, because living for living as a, to be a Christian, right, it means you have to work on yourself or you let God work on you. And sometimes we'd rather him not work on us <laughs> because it's work. <laughs> it's hard work on our heart, our work on our mind. It's like all this kind of a surgery, and sometimes you don't want a surgery, even though you know you need it. So, sometimes we, it'd be like, I'd rather just not try and not have to work on fixing the problems, but really, if we remember that they are problems and that our life is important to seek God, because like this picture above, if I told you that the left side led to a life away from God and eventually where there just one thing led to another, led to another, led to another, that you weren't going to make it to heaven, right? And then the other side is hard work and effort, but you get closer and closer to God, even with mistakes, but you go to heaven. Which one would you choose, if it's left or right? We We want to know that, it's not that one mistake is going to take to throw you to the other path. It's not because we choose repentance, right? Whenever, like I said, like if I fail a fast, I go, okay, God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I feel bad. and Or if we just make a mistake in life, we can always go to God. And we can always go to God. We just want to repent and just get back up again. Sometimes it feels like we're on a stairwell. Like there's different levels of stairwell, right? There's an in-between between each level, okay? And sometimes it feels like we're taking, we took five, we're almost to the top of this new level, but right before that first step, we fall down, right? The hardest part is choosing to get back up. And I think that's why when we say, when we, say we can repent we we get the opportunity to get back up again. God has not thrown us to the bottom. God has not thrown us out of the equation. He still wants us and we just keep living for him. Even when we make mistakes cuz we were never we're, we were never uh deserving of the grace we've given given, right? Amen. And I think it was Pastor, who was talking about the idea of feeling unworthy, right? Unworthy to live for God, unworthy for things that we've done or things that we do now. Sometimes we just make mistakes. And it is hard to get back up, like I was saying. But I reminded that God's love for me decided that I was worth dying for. And the devil wants us to believe that a mistake is condemning and that you're forever broken. But repentance, just whenever we have that, we know we can come boldly before his throne room and repent. So we can remind ourselves of two things, that God loves you and that you are forgiven, but you don't take it for granted that you've been forgiven. Right? Right? We're doing good. We're doing good. We're getting closer to the end of my notes, so don't you worry. <laughs> Romans 5.8 says, But God commendeth his love towards us, and now while we were, were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And then verses 8, Romans 8.38-9 8, through 9 says, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any creature will be able to separate us from the love of God. Praise God, I'm so thankful. It's by the grace of God that we've been saved, not by our own actions. So that means if you make a mistake, that doesn't mean you're condemned, right? It's through faith and through living for God continually. Amen. I think it was also uh, Brother Smith that uh, when he was preaching, I listened to the recording and I think he was mentioning about when we come to the altar, it's telling God I need you. It's saying, not looking at me, but looking at you. I I think that whenever, whenever I have an opportunity in the church, like a service, I want to come to the altar, not because... Maybe maybe you perceive the altar as those are the people that are, you know, going through something. Like, they go up there. But really, like, I just want to tell God that I need him. And whatever the word of God was that day, maybe God needs to work on me about that. Or maybe I can pray for someone else who's going through something. And maybe God needs, yeah, needs to work on me. I just want to be desperate to live for him. And distractions in our life, being aware of them, we're just choosing to go, God, I am desperate for you and desperate to be closer to you, that I will give up something because you are worth my time, worth my effort. I want more of you. That is what drives us. That's what helps us to ignore other things and choose to look at him, not just because we checked off that we gave up something, but because we can truly be closer to God. And it gets easier. It gets easier and easier to give up things because you want more time with God. You're like, wow, this is so, so great. Why would I want to do anything else? And then I want to talk about a person before we end. He's from the Bible, um, Peter. We want to talk about Peter. Now, he was one of the 12 disciples, right? Everyone say 12. Thank you. Just checking everyone's awake uh we peter was one of the 12 disciples and he was following him right he was buddies buddies with him listening to everything jesus was saying and then jesus gets crucified and then they're like peter they go to peter and they're like hey you're one of those disciples right and he goes oh no 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 that's not me that's not me (laughs) he he denies him not once not twice but three times in a row. It wasn't three times over a month. It was three times in a row. And, you know, but this is the person a few verses before where Jesus said, I'm going to build the church upon you, right? He says that before that happened. He's like, I'm going to, I have declared that I'm going to build this church upon you, and I will give you the keys Um, keys to the kingdom of heaven that whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and loosed on earth will be loosed in heaven so Peter was given this authority and and he believed in him so much but yet he's the one that makes a mistake not much longer after like you know God knew that that was going to happen why did he tell why did he give him all this authority it's because God sees every mistake that we're, gonna use, that we're going to use, that we've already made, all the mistakes we've already made, and that we're going to do. And yet he still chose to die on a cross for you, and he's still willing to use you. He's still willing to use you mightily in the kingdom of God whenever we make mistakes. All we have to do is be willing to repent and just get back up again. So I'm going to end with this verse. But it says, 1 Timothy six twelve, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. So remembering where we're going. Wherefore unto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. So just keep fighting the good fight that you're already fighting. Just keep choosing to choose it. So just... That's all. And I I challenge you to look at this card and to possibly think about maybe giving it up for a time. Um, I felt like the Lord put in my mind a week, but, you know, just, it's always your choice in between what you want to do, but just to be thinking about what can I do to be closer to God. Amen. Why don't we stand? We're just going to pray. Yes, thank you, Jesus, that we've had your word to speak in our life. I pray that we all just leave this place to know that you're going to be with us and that you are for us and not against us. Thank you for the gathering of the saints of God. I pray that you will be with us as we go and with us through this week. We're so thankful, God, for this place and you in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.